the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thought I'd get into the drum roll there just a little bit. And yeah, guess what? Not Randy Corcoran tonight, I guess. Gosh, it's Matt Dunn, the backbone radio guy, the Sunday guy. And I know I've been in a little bit as Randy has all these events and these political action items to be working on, but he will be back in the saddle, I assure you, quite soon. And I will try to prevent myself from getting overexposure. I like to reside in there on Sundays and just kind of sneak in there and lay out the heavy-duty pro-liberty America first kind of stuff. But every so often, I do the double whammy. I do the double dose of done on your local news talk leader, Salem, Denver, 710-KNUS, and I am just honored to be in here. Oh, I'm going to unfurl some really good stuff. I might do a whole bunch of, like, quick hits tonight. Oh, there's just so many of them, one after the other, all kinds of great clips to be going through, to be analyzing, to be coaching on how to manage the propaganda blizzard we are living in. We've got John behind the glass tonight. Hello, John. We worked together two weeks ago, and you're back in the saddle back there. Just loving it. Feel free to send text messages our way to keep us on track. We love that. The text to studio function in this especially when I'm around, and need to be kept on track. And also our phone number, 303-696-1971. Donald Trump off in Iowa today. Big old crowd saluting Donald Trump. Nice to see that. Don't have the Iowa audio yet today, but we'll, we'll maybe look into a bit of that tomorrow. The thunder, the thunderous applause Everywhere the man goes, establishment, as I keep saying, oh, they're starting to see the writing on the wall. They're not liking the looks of things heading into 2024, but I do. I do. I like a lot about it, but, you know, guess what? The the deep state will be pulling every stunt they can think of along the way to 2024. So it's going to be a wild ride. They... They in the Beltway see this as an existential problem for them. With Trump dominating the polls, Trump 68%. I've got a whole polling sheet here. And then a bunch of uh, single-digit dwarves in the primary. And that is the, I believe that's an Emerson poll. Just came out. Check that. That's Harris X Harvard. Trump 68, DeSantis 9 Haley, seven. Ramaswamy, four. Christie, one. Burgum, one. Oh, brutal. Trump and the single-digit dwarves. That's the primary. And as for the general, this is... Oh, I don't see which poll that is. Oh, it's Harris X, which is the Harvard-Harris poll also. 
Trump 52, Biden 48. Mm. If you throw in RFK Jr. and Cornell West, Trump 43, Biden 36, RFK Jr. 17, West 4. So Trump's plus 7 with RFK in the race. He's plus 4 without RFK. And I've been watching that very closely. Does RFK Jr. running as an independent hurt Biden more or hurt Trump more? I've seen polls on all sides of that. But this one says RFK hurts hurts Biden more. Interesting. Found a little clip of RFK slamming Rush Limbaugh the other day. Slamming talk radio. Oh, I just take that personally, being a talk radio denizen myself. Yes, hosting Backbone Radio on Sundays, but also listening to talk radio all the time. Listening to 710 KNUS all the time. Sharing thoughts with the elites, the true elites of this country who who want to save this place. And it's kind of hard to save America when we've got these hostile corporations on top, these should I just call them slave owners is kind of what they are. What they're trying to do to get rid of Elon Musk's Twitter platform, the X platform, the corporations tied into a nexus of government and agencies of various kinds do not want free speech in this country. They've grown dependent on their ability to censor, <laughs> to brainwash, to control narratives, to shut up voices that are problematic for establishment power. And they're, they're going after Elon Musk and some of these corporate slave owners that are now pulling advertisements from Twitter because they don't like the free speech. Walmart, Disney, Comcast, Apple, Coca-Cola, IBM, Microsoft, the biggest of the big companies, the ones <clears throat> that frankly do need to be trust busted if we had a Teddy Roosevelt around somewhere. And they uh, they want you to buy their products. They're made in China, slave labor products. If you work for them, probably the vast majority get basically minimum wage over there at Walmart. God bless the folks that are working there and making that happen and living on those wages. But yeah, these these corporations, they want to sink Elon Musk and Twitter. They don't want free speech. Why is that? Why is that? What are they afraid of? Are they being blackmailed? Some people say that they are being blackmailed, these corporate slave owners, by the deep state in one way or another. Or maybe, you know, they're just they're just weighing in with what their boards, their woke boards want. And it really is a shame. Through so much of American history, we've been able to have corporate leadership that respected America, the idea of America, that liked, even loved their neighbors, their fellow citizens of the United States of America. But now we have the opposite, just total hostility. And by the way, when I bring up Walmart, Greg Penner, the CEO of Walmart, also owner, CEO of the Denver Broncos. Our Denver Broncos guy also runs Walmart. What do you think of that? Yeah, um, I don't know. And this Greg Penner Walmart guy has been in there, uh, you know, was somehow some tapes have come out, some videos have come out of him trying to find ways to help Joe Biden win back in 2020 by 
by pairing Joe Biden with John Kasich. That guy, remember Kasich? Oh, the worst. The guy was always like stuffing his face with food at his campaign events when he ran last time. And these corporate people are kind of always, you know, interfering in our political discourse. It's their right to do so. But it kind of doesn't make me like the Broncos as much to have some woke guy running the Broncos and interfering with our politics and putting America last. Didn't take Walmart long to go from being a made in America kind of company to all of a sudden being a diehard America last, everything made in China, at least so much of what they peddle. And let's look at that. Let's look at that a little bit. But anyway, Elon Musk is is saying blank you. And when I say blank, I mean another word that starts with the letter F. He's come out and, you know, laid that on. And that's that's his response. And I think we've blotted out the word. Have we blotted out the word? But let's at least hear him. This is one of his blank bombs. And what I see all over the place is people who care about looking good while doing evil. F*** them. Yeah. Blank them, says Elon Musk, which might be the right approach, which might just be the right response, the Breitbart response. And you're seeing a few people saying no to the gulag out there. Yeah, and Elon Musk is one of them. Donald Trump is the leader of the just say no to the gulag pack. Tucker Carlson, another one out there. And ah, it's just, you know, liberating to say no to the gulag. And uh, by the way, the volume on these clips looking good on those, right? Yeah, we're okay. It sounded a little light in my ear, but I think we've we've got it. But let's look into a bit of that censorship conflict. And, of course, then we have to get to, and I'm just previewing some things we might go deeper into as the show goes on. The Republicans got Santos out of office. They did. <laughs> they expelled Santos. And Brad's called in. We're going to chat with Brad momentarily. They got Santos out. The Republicans got a fellow Republican out. They didn't get Adam Schiff out. They didn't. Adam Schiff, the liar about Russia, 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 hoax, 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 wasted over $50 million of our taxpayer dollars. Adam Schiff, the guy who was one of the frauds heading up that J6 commission. Republicans didn't get Schiff out, but they got a fellow Republican out. They got Santos out, who, yes, is a clown, but less of a clown by far, by magnitudes, than Adam Schiff, ladies and gentlemen. Republicans never feel more inspired. They never feel more holy, more invigorated than when they are policing their fellow Republicans who they suspect certain fellow Republicans really need to be policed and they will go after them viciously. But will they go after a Democrat? Will they do anything that their voters want? Look at the GOP majority we've had the slim GOP majority, we've had a Republican speaker, right? And have we done anything or have we just sent more billions to Ukraine, watched the border continue to be wide open, passed the pro-Biden spending bills, yeah, the appropriations, ah, oh, more billions for everybody and everything, yeah, the debt increases. Sometimes you just have to wonder, what is the point of bothering with a Republican majority? And then the Republicans, they, they want to make their majority slimmer, smaller. Got rid of Santos. So it's a three-person majority now. 
some other Republicans are going to retire soon, so there's going to be a two-person Republican majority. Huh. How do you like them apples, ladies and gentlemen? Republicans, they just seem dedicated to losing. They have a fierce passion for losing. And I just have to say this. It is strange, and it's almost inexplicable. What is this weird Republican passion for losing? And, you know, if a Republican doesn't share this this passion for losing to the extent that so many of these folks in the Republican Party, professional Republicans, prefer, well, then they'll go after them. you got to adopt and embrace the religion of losing in today's professional Republican Party. And I wanted to explore that because I find it very frustrating. I find it very frustrating. And um been talking about it for years. And you do have an awful lot of professional Republican commentators out there that if you add up the the nugget of what they are saying is that they're saying that Republicans need to be better losers. We got to lose better. We have to have more of a passion for losing. And they go around policing Republican voters or Republican office holders who don't share the passion for losing. And that's so much of what makes these rhino types feel holy and inspired and like, yeah, they're doing the Lord's work. Well, Adam Schiff, Adam Schiff, still running free out there, spreading the propaganda. I don't know, ladies and gentlemen, it's kind of hard to deal with that. It's just Republicans have squandered the House majority, no doubt about it. And so there's an awful lot of millions of folks out there that will vote only for Trump, not another Republican. Republicans need to give their voters reasons to vote for them. And yeah, quick, what's the reason? What's the reason? What's the reason? All kinds of reasons to vote for Trump. But quick, what's the reason to vote for a Republican congressman or woman? What's the reason? Or in the Senate, what is the reason? See, you don't have one. At least if you if you if you were going to give one, you'd have to sit back and think about it and say, hmm, yeah, what what have they done? Um, well, um, I'll eventually think of something. That they've done, but um, see, you have to work at it. Up, oh, that's not good. We'll talk about how, yeah, Ukraine. That catastrophe is just about kaput, about over. Disloyal Paul Ryan turns on DeSantis. Turned on DeSantis says, "Hey, folks, time to go for Nikki Haley. Time to support Nikki Haley, not DeSantis." Oh, that's, isn't that very disloyal of Paul Ryan, DeSantis? Paul Ryan go way back. DeSantis has admired Paul Ryan all these years, been a great buddy. And then I thought, oh, you hate to see that disloyalty of Paul Ryan turning on DeSantis. But then you think, oh, well, DeSantis turned on Trump. Yeah, uh, Trump built DeSantis. Trump is the reason DeSantis is governor of Florida. And DeSantis turned on Trump. So... DeSantis apparently is personally devastated by the defection of Paul Ryan, by the disloyalty of Paul Ryan. But yet, uh, I thought DeSantis kind of liked the disloyalty thing. I thought he respected the disloyalty thing based on what he's done with Trump and his own track record. But, oh, maybe he doesn't like it when people are disloyal to him. Oh, I get it. Yeah, it's the golden rule thing. And that gets into Victor Davis Hanson, who's asking these questions. Makes a list of the things that, you know, that, uh, that what the deep state beltway, how they've been kicking Trump around, all the lies and the hoaxes and the dishonesty. 
Trump president again 2024 from 45 to 47. Should um, what he deals out, should Trump deal out retribution equal to what he has received since the escalator? Should it be more than what Trump has received, been on the receiving end of since the escalator? Or should it be less? I mean, we might try to get a little vote or a tally if there is any Trump retribution against the Beltway, against the deep state, against the rhinos, against the hoaxers, against the media, against the propagandists. Should it be more or less or equivalent to what he has been on the receiving end of since 2015, since the escalator? That's one of those questions to think about, to ponder about. Do you think, yeah, where do you come down on that one? I'd like to know. Ireland cracking down on free speech since that Algerian migrant stabbing. Yeah, the Irish are cracking down. Um <laughs> Rod Blagojevich, the former resident of Colorado in that maximum security prison, former governor of Illinois, I believe. Yeah, Illinois. He says that he predicts that black voters, African-American voters, are going to go big-time MAGA, big-time voting for Trump in 2024 because they're completely dispirited, disgusted with the Biden administration who has delivered on nothing. Yeah, I think that's going to happen. Get ready. Oh, they, they know it. The left knows it. Tucker Carlson said he became actively, committedly pro-Donald Trump after that FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago, which Shemhorn says on Twitter, that's the only proper response. Do you want to live in a Stasi-controlled police state gulag, do you? If you are accepting of the FBI raiding Mar-a-Lago, then yes, you are in favor of that. And I say, nope, say no to the gulag. That is the proper response. So Tucker is in the pro-Trump camp. Ladies and gentlemen, by the way, Derek Chauvin stabbed in prison. Looks like he's going to live. Stabbed 22 times by a fellow inmate who, oh, oh, the inmate was an FBI informant. The fellow prisoner had a history of being an FBI informant. Oh, that's that's kind of interesting. Okay. We'll talk about that maybe. Rosalind Carter, at her funeral, before she passed on, she made a point of saying, Melania. Trump needs to be at my funeral. Went out of her way to invite Melania Trump to the Rosalind Carter Memorial Funeral Service. I thought that was a classy move. That's very classy. Back when the days when we had we had some civility in the Beltway, when we had some civility before it was ruined by the left, by the Democrats, by the Rhinos. Oh, they ruined it. Anyway, I, oh, I've got I've got so much more to be going on. I just wanted to get all that in, kind of a preview of where we are headed. Thanks for the text already flowing in, and. On the phone lines, Brad, if you can hang on till we come back from the break, we'll just start unfurling it. Maybe get Brad's take on Santos. Brad, all credit, has been raising the Santos issue the last two weeks, chatting by phone here on your local talk leader. So we'll pick that up in just a moment. It is Matt Dunn. I'm in for Randy Corcoran. Excited to be in here. Let's take a break. Be right back. Who is needing little dinosaur Jr. tonight? Yeah, I feel the pain of everyone. We are all empathizing. What was it Rush Limbaugh used to say? All caring, all knowing, all feeling. Yes, that is us. We are the true mantle for Rush Limbaugh right here. Matt Dunn, I'm in for Randy Corcoran tonight. Be back tomorrow night, 4 to 7 p.m. Backbone Radio. Get ready for it. 
Tonight, I brought in coffee, drinking coffee as radio host. Normally, this is TMI, too much information. Usually, it's green tea to the extent that I'll bring a beverage into the studio. Usually, it's green tea. Tonight, is coffee. So, I don't know. There might be a little difference in content and host demeanor. Anxious to find out what that is. Like, how, how does coffee affect the soul compared to green tea? We shall find out. Mm-hmm. I think coffee might give you a few more exclamation points on on the statements of the host, but I, we'll see. We'll just, I guess it just depends, you know. You never know these things. But let's welcome Brad into the program. And Brad in Lakewood, thank you for touching base. And thank you for bringing up the George Santos situation the last two weeks. You've been all over that, Brad. And sure enough, it happened. The Republicans got rid of the guy. What's your take, Brad? Well, the Republicans can't use their majority to protect the border or do anything about the debt, but they can sure use it to go after a fellow Republican. And it should be up to the... Santos was not even convicted. It's up to the people of his district to decide. And it's, what makes it even more infuriating is Santos had actually flipped that district from Democrat to Republican, so that proves he could win in that district. His conservative rating is like 96%, according to one scorecard or another, had him out 100%, and yeah, the guy might be a clown, but like Steve Bannon says, he's a clown, but we need him because he votes the right way. And now Santos is uh, going to go after some of these people who went after him. Uh, one is uh, Nicole Malatokas. From, uh, she's one of the people that voted to uh, expel him, but Santos uh, basically claims she's involved in some sort of inside trading and she's done some dirty stock deals. So Santos is going to file a report on Monday against her, and another person we need to keep an eye on who talked a good game to get elected, but it's turning out to be a rhino in the making, is that Monica De La Cruz of Texas. Keep a close eye on her, because she too voted to uh, expel George Santos. She can't do anything about her border being overrun. She won't point out the faults of Greg Abbott, but lo and behold, she can go after uh, George Santos. And surprisingly enough, I'll have to give credit where credit is due, someone who's coming to the rescue of George Santos is actually John Fetterman, because Fetterman claims there are far worse people in the House that have done far worse things than uh, George Santos. And John Fetterman says they need to be going after Bob Mendez. Bob Mendendez. Melendez, yes. Yeah. The so New Jersey appears, guy. Yeah. yeah so what about Adam to, Schiff, though? I mean, there's, there's yeah. Congress is full of clowns. House and Senate go down the list. But who do the Republicans actually get? It's this Santos guy. And I don't know if you you saw this, Brad, but um, Steve Bannon is saying that McCarthy was behind this. That some congressman named Guest, Steve Guest, oh, is heading, Guest. or Mike, Mike Guest heads up the uh, Ethics Committee, whatever. Yeah, correct. And uh, Guest taking marching orders from former Speaker McCarthy, and they got uh, yeah, good old uh, Santos out. Okay, and. Could McCarthy be behind this? But Steve Bannon says that, hey, you know, this is like civil war. This is like hatred between the MAGA wing of the party, which is basically all the voters, and then the rhino wing of the party. By the way, the rhinos are the ex- extremists, and the MAGA people are the moderates, I like to keep pointing out. But McCarthy says, or, or uh, Bannon, Bannon says, quote, this is McCarthy <clears throat> Screwing MAGA to jam up Mike Johnson. This is 100% McCarthy and his acolytes 
trying to make our job even tougher and even take away our majority. Hmm. Well, I agree. I saw what that yesterday. Oh, I saw that uh, exact same thing yesterday morning, and I uh, had called up Michael Guest's office, and uh, that was uh, quite an entertaining moment, though. As soon as I mentioned why I was calling, the woman immediately went on the defensive and kept trying to call my own uh, member of Congress, and she she tried to hang up on me when I tried to explain to him what Guest was doing was uh, ruining it for the entire country. And I got Facebook friends down in Mississippi, and they are, they are none too pleased with uh, Michael Michael Guest. But uh, the sad part is the voters of the 3rd District get to decide. It's like Ken Buck goes into the 3rd District of New York and says, Hi, I'm Ken Buck from the 4th District of Colorado, and I decided I'm going to expel one of your congressmen. And when the people respond, well, we voted for him, donated and voted him in office, Ken Buck says, I get to decide who represents you, not not you, along with the other 104 Republicans, they don't even live in that district. And they're, of what incentive do people have to vote, go door-to-door, stuff envelopes now? If all that's going to happen is they're going to expel the person they go. don't like. And uh, because Santos wasn't convicted, they've now set a precedent. So maybe uh, we That's could, a key uh, point, Brad, that Santos hasn't been convicted of anything, and he's already been expelled from Congress. And the charges against Santos apparently come out of the DOJ, if I'm not mistaken. And doesn't that make the DOJ even more absurdly powerful than it already is if they can just start lobbing a few things at people without a conviction and then they get rid of somebody that way? Hmm. Well, I agree. I agree. And there's some good interview with Santos where he exposes all the corruption in, in, the, Re- in the Republican Party. And uh, if we're going to expel George Santos, why don't we uh, expel Nicole Malatokas for uh, for Santos claims she was involved in some sort of a insider trading and some dirty stock deals, and he's going to file a complaint on Monday against her. So uh, maybe we could uh, start with expelling uh, Nicole Malatokas. That would make sense if we actually had a Republican Party that wasn't jam-packed full of uniparty rhino types. But think about this. Um, and Brad, while you're here, McCarthy went on Fox Business with Maria Bartromo, and did you, you, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but I McCarthy saw, drops threats against Matt Gates, the guy that got McCarthy booted out from the speakership as he needed to be booted out, the guy um, who is more uniparty, just bland, do-nothing politician type. Needed to be getting out of there. No connection with GOP voters. Not missed at all by GOP voters. But he's threatening Matt Gates. And why don't we listen to this just briefly? Um, here's here's what uh, Gates. Oh, where is it? It's uh, I have it as D. Okay, this might not be on my screen right now. But let's just take that for what I described. What do you think of that? Gates threatening. Or, or uh, McCarthy threatening Gates, kind of a sore loser, do you think? Oh, yeah, I saw that, I saw that interview as well. So I, I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if McCarthy wants to go after Matt Gates. And who are they going to go after next? Maybe Andy Biggs or Chip Roy? Mm-hmm. That... Those are the people we need in office. So maybe the Republicans just erode their their majority in the House on their own. Without an election, they just eat each other alive. They just consume one another, and then we're back to having a minority. And maybe that's what McCarthy wants. I mean, maybe that's what these people want. 
Um, and I mean, talk about a dysfunctional Republican Party. We've been saying it for years. This odd passion for losing they seem to, uh, to seem to have. But, uh, yeah, makes me uncomfortable. Don't like it. But we got to report the reality of it. Yeah, and that's the reason I won't donate to the Republican Party. I'll donate to conservative causes or conservative individuals, but I won't send the Republican Party uh, one red cent. And I can see the RNC, their donations are down, they're, what their fund is $9 million now because they keep Ronna McDaniel around. Yeah. Are you a big fan of Ronna, Brad? Is no, Ronna, Ronna no, the I'm, one? Do no, you I'm think a... Harmeet Dillon would be better? Oh, far superior. I think... Uh, an ideal team would be Harmeet and Scott Scott Pressler. Yeah, yeah, or maybe just Scott Pressler. I've got a few suspicions of Harmeet as well, based on that California thing that they were trying to play around with a couple of months ago. But uh, anyway, Brad, um, I'm glad you're all over these people. I'm glad you even called. <laughs> you called. Is it Steve Michael Guest's office? You were on him. Oh, I, I, call, I yeah. called up. I called up uh, about five or six of those Republicans the other day, and uh, I, I let them know I, I was none too pleased. And uh, like I said, how do they expect us to support? Do you think the Republicans just hate America, or do you think they're just so stupid they don't know what they're doing? I think that they are controlled by the big donors, and um, possibly many of them even being blackmailed in some way or another. But um, I do think they get out in the Beltway, and all their they're surrounded with is mainstream media, mainstream media propaganda, and they don't give a hoot about us, about their voters, about the people that put them into office. They're just out there playing the game. Just like Ken Buck, textbook example of this, you go in and claim to be a swamp drainer, and then how long is it before you're a swamp joiner, want to be on CNN, and uh, getting, I don't know, how many phone calls a day must end up in Ken Buck's office, how many emails, how many tweets from from people who feel betrayed by Ken Buck, and they just do it anyway. Man, it's amazing. <laughs> well, I called the Republican headquarters the other day, and they, they said they've received a large number of angry phone calls concerning uh, Ken Buck, but I think the lo- Republicans love to be in the majority because then they don't have to do anything, and then when they get in the majority, they actually have to do their job, and they're afraid to do their job. You mean they like to be in the minority? Oh, yeah, the, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I, I've had that impulse many times is that uh, it did seem like Paul Ryan, back when he was Speaker, he was uncomfortable being Speaker, and he seemed like he, he would really prefer being the minority leader rather than the Speaker of the House. I mean, that's how it really seemed to me. And that kind of fits with the Republican Party that we all know. They don't want somebody who goes out there and wins. They don't want to wield the levers of power and use their leadership. They do not want to do that. And, um, you know, they still haven't forgiven Trump for winning in 2016. And that means Romney hasn't, has not forgiven Trump for that. McCain never forgave Trump for that. And uh, go down the list, right? They, we, you can't abide a winner in the Republican Party. And a huge amount of professional Republican commentators police that. They, they want the losing mentality. And if somebody is not a good enough loser or seems to not like losing or objects to losing, well, you get all these commentators out there saying, no, 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 you got to be a better loser. They want to police that. You know, you have to learn to love losing, and we'll go get them next time. You see? I agree. And uh, you know who else actually endorsed uh, 
Nicole Malatokas when she uh, ran for Congress was Nikki Haley. <laughs> Nikki. So yeah. two losers deserve each other. Yeah. Right on. Well, Brad... Uh, thank you for being all over this one. And, uh, yeah, you even helped tip me off to be watching this. And, yeah, sure enough, the Santos thing says a lot about where we are in the Republican Party. And it makes Trump ever more indispensable, in my view. It makes MAGA ever more indispensable. And it does start explaining why Trump is up there at about 70 percent and everyone else in single digits, as in pathetic for these dwarves trying to run Nikki DeSantis Christie. Christie has 1% in the last poll. And I was like, no way. There's no way Christie has a full point. He's less than a point. He's a zero percenter. He's at zero. He's Lindsey Graham at zero percent. Anyway. <laughs> but Brad, thank you for being here, sir, and for uh, using your phone genius abilities, sir. Well, well keep, keep an eye on George Santos, because I don't think he's going away. Um, yeah, he's going to be making some noise. That's going to be interesting. So And he's going to write a book, so I would... Uh, I would definitely uh, pay attention to what George Santos is up to next, because I think he's going to expose a lot of the corruption in the Republican Party. Okay. We'll be watching, Brad. Thanks for the tip. And with that, Matt Dunn in for Randy Corcoran. Let's do the break thing, and we shall return. Coming in with a little Morrissey. The more you ignore me, the closer I get. Somehow, I got the 90s in my head earlier today. Sitting by the side of a tennis court, watching the kids have their little tennis lessons, and there's Dad. Looking over current events, crafting the brilliance of these essays we are presenting, putting America first. Onward we go. Yeah, Matt got in for Randy Corcoran. Glad, glad to be in here carrying this torch yeah, Republicans expelled Congressman Santos. And remember that guy, uh, the fire alarm guy, Jamal Bowman? Pulled the fire alarm. Insurrectionist, disrupting a congressional proceeding. Jamal Bowman lied about it multiple times. Lied about it, lied about it, lied about it. And what happens to Jamal Bowman, Democrat? Nothing. <laughs> He's still in there doing his thing. And Republicans have the majority, and they don't go after Jamal Bowman. Nope. But they go after this uh, Santos dude. They go after Santos. And so their majority, Republican majority, is down to three. And there is some Republican, don't recall his name, is resigning soon. And so it's going to be down to two. And then you have to ask, okay, the embarrassment of Republicans losing their majority to begin with. I mean, they just lose it without an election. They just they just implode. Self-immolation. Yeah. They just need to get MAGA and go with what the voters want instead of whatever it is, the sickness in the loser professional GOP ranks. The sooner they do that, the better, ladies and gentlemen. Jamal Bowman, fire alarm guy. He's still in there. Watch the videos of him pulling the fire alarm. He's like, oh, I, I, that was accidental. I, well, I, I, I thought that was a door latch. I didn't think it was a fire alarm. I, 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 you see? Yeah. But they got Santos. That's your Republican Party at work. Let's say hey to John in Greeley. John, thank you for checking in here tonight. Hey, thank you. Uh, I just wanted to comment on, uh, 
the Republican Party in general, and specifically uh, Congress. Uh, the, the Republicans uh, that run, that, that have the power, they desperately do not want to be the majority party. Because when it comes right down to important uh, legislation, they'd rather be the loyal opposition that, uh, you know, votes against or for whatever they're supposed to vote against or for, but it still has to prevail. And if they're in the majority and very important issues need to be voted on, uh, and when they don't want to be put in a very uncomfortable position <clears throat> with their campaign donors, which are by and large the same ones that vote that uh, that uh, buy uh, Democrat support, insurance, banking, energy, pharmaceuticals. The same ones and that are trying to block free speech on Twitter and thwart Elon Musk. You know, the same big yeah, corporations. Yeah. That's that could be. And, the big deal My there, point, along with maybe some possible blackmail. But, yeah, go ahead, John. Yeah, blackmail's always good. Uh, my breaking point was my congressman, Ken Buck, in 2018, voted it. He was one of nine Republicans who voted against funding the wall when who, Trump who was, was president. Ken Buck. Ken Buck voted against funding the wall? Yes, sir, he did. And I had it out with him via email. And I said, Ken, you were district attorney in, in my town. You saw the drugs, the gangs, the crime, the murders, all the dirty stuff, and you, you, you actually stood up and tried to make a difference when you were here because he went after a tax preparer that committed massive fraud by the thousands. And uh, then he, he went in during the Tea Party wave, or shortly after, and he slowly changed, and the only things that he was good for was stuff that was safe for him to vote for. And, you know, I had a lunch, one-on-one, with a guy all of us love on this radio station. I'm not going to say his name, but you know him personally, I'm sure, uh, he was a, I think, five-term congressman from the Denver area. His pet issue was securing the border. He also ran for governor. I'm not going to say his name. But I asked him face-to-face in 2018, how many honest people are there in D.C.? And he had been there for, I believe, 10 years. And uh, he was one of them. He was yes. one of the honest ones. And he said, 10, 10. He said, 10. And I said, I was astonished. I said, you mean only 10%? And he said, no, Don, only 10. 10 people, 10 individuals. Yes. At least it's double digits, and that's probably being generous. And I know you're talking about this, but there's no no problem in saying his name, Tom Tancredo, who I've interviewed multiple yes, times around yes. here, and he's a wonderful, wonderful yeah. human and I trust being. Him. I think he's an—he's one of the very few honest, completely honest yep. politicians that we've ever had. Yep. By the well, way, uh, uh, Ken Buck goes on CNN all the time 
complains uh, there's too much spending. We can't we can't have spending. He wants yeah. a job at CNN. And then he votes to spend more billions to, to Ukraine, you know. And then he votes for another, oh, sure. you know, around a billion for the new FBI headquarters. And I and he talks about, yeah. oh, we got to secure the border. I did not know he voted against the wall. Um, somehow yep. Trump's wall. Yep. Buck voted against it. Oh, I mean, yep. why would you go on CNN and say that you're opposed to spending and then spend as much as you can on Ukraine? Why would you go on CNN and talk about the need for border security and then have because a vote against the wall? I mean, wh- why is that for. what people want to do? <laughs> yeah, paid for. You know, uh, I don't know if you uh, thought this week, but uh, Bongino talked about the Department of Homeland Security's figures for all-in costs per year for these uh, illegals that are coming across. Four hundred and fifty-one billion. Four hundred. Fifty-one billion. Yep. Yeah, actually, since you're here, um, I actually I have that, and um, let me see if I have this. Uh, if I, um, there it is. Let's let's hear it. Let's hear it. Thank you, John. Caller, John, stay on. You bet. Stuart, Thank we you. have Bye. new numbers. Oh, okay. A new report from the U.S. House Committee on Homeland Security Majority. They say the price tag per year is four hundred fifty-one billion dollars. That is both for the housing and care of the asylum seekers as well as those known godaways. Dude, 451 billion. And how much would it have taken to build Trump's wall? Just a couple billion. You see, they said, oh, we can't spend the money on the Trump's wall. We don't have the money for that. (laughs) But then we have 451 billion plus. Oh, like is that yearly? You is know, that I quit monthly? voting for Ken and I, I, I quit voting for Ken in 2016, and uh, you know I don't know where he's going, but he can go to hell as far as I'm concerned. You know what? He deserves it. When you lie that badly, Thanks. when you betray Thanks, your Doc. voters that badly, I, I mean, I'm at the, we're losing the country. It's going down the tubes because of morons like that. Like Ken Buck. Oh, and I, I think yeah. GOP yeah. voters, and that's red district over there, the one red part of Colorado, frankly, and they get a guy in there who goes through the entire GOP primary vetting process who turns his back on his voters so shamelessly, talks out of one side of his mouth on CNN, then does a completely different thing with his votes in Congress. At some point, you just lose your ability to tolerate that, Right. I'm oh, there. It's just disturbing as heck, man. Yeah. That's how these people roll. Anyway, well, John, I won't vote. Yeah. I probably won't even be voting in any of the uh, Senate or uh, Congress uh, positions uh, this next cycle because I don't, I don't know if anybody in my district is going to be any good. But yeah. I will vote for Trump. Yeah, because vote like Trump, you said vote earlier, MAGA, Trump or, Trump or bust. Can, it's just Trump. It's just yeah. MAGA. You got nothing else. The professional politicians, the professional Republicans, there really is no point in them, John. All the best to you, sir. Excellent points on Mr. Ken Buck. Looking for his job at CNN. And, yeah, Jamal Bowman, the fire alarm puller. Yeah, he's the Democrats always skate. But your Republican majority made it smaller. They got they got they got one of their own. They got Santos out. Good job, people. I've got this McCarthy clip, him threatening Matt Gates now. <laughs> it's a comedy. It's a comedy.
It really is. Matt Dunn, I'm in for Randy Corcoran tonight. Oh, we're loaded. We got more. Go nowhere. Stay put. Be right back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.